and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. I got no notes, so I'm not exactly sure what to say. Spoilers! There you go. There you go. <laughs> We're going to ruin this week's books for you, but first, we've got letters. Oh, we've got letters. Oh, we've, we've got, got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. Uh, Christopher Goodnight wrote us in. He says, despite my aversion to Marvel, I decided to pick up some of the new ancillary titles, Marauders being the Foist. I'm really looking forward to the new X-Men, and I'm going to check out Excalibur as well. With Kate being blocked from K Krakoa, I just assumed it had something to do with her powers. She phases through things, and maybe that contradicts with the idea of portals. As for what to say after spoiler alert, Noel, I don't mind the Jerry Lewis-esque repetition of spoilers. <laughs> I listened to the episode from two weeks ago today. I thought I'd already listened to it. I laughed so hard at Noel singing on the moon. Oh, <laughs> we're all trying to find what in our head. Uh, yeah, I remember you said something. It was like a little song you were singing before the show, I think. I don't even remember how that song went. I just know it cracked me the fuck up. Christopher oh, St. Saucy, good night. You two were talking about something, and uh, I think something was said that was like a lyric, and then I just started singing, but I wasn't like directly on the mic. Yeah, yeah. 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 But also, I think because it was uh, X Men that week where everyone was on the moon. Oh, I think it has something to do with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, let's, was there any Thank questions you. in there? No. No. I'm just, just catching this up on his reading habits. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say that's an interesting. I don't think we talked about that, but that's an interesting theory that it has to do specifically with her mutant ability. That is yeah. interesting. Like yeah. two magnets. She can't do it. Two, two that, yeah, yeah, yeah. positive sides of a magnet or yeah, negative yeah, sides yeah. of a magnet can just like repel each other. Hmm. Now, Len. Yes. You weren't on that show. Did you read Marauders? No. It was great. Yeah, it was better than X Men. Really, in my humble opinion. Mm. <laughs> so that's not an incontrovertible fact yeah. necessarily. No, I, th or. I think they were both good. They were they were just two different flavors, you know, like a vanilla and a chocolate. Because like Marauders was tonally like a lot more whimsy and cute, whereas X Men was like a soap opera drama. And which one is better? It had a little bit of whimsy and cute. I know, but in like the the, yeah. the plots, mm, the plot itself wasn't whimsy yeah. and cute. Like they weren't going for jokes so much as like the characters were doing silly things. Yeah, especially just Vulcan. Vulcan was just Vulcan being was silly. Just being a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, Kate, Kitty Pride now yes. has to be called Kate. Um, the whole reason that book exists is because she everyone's like hunky dorily walking through the portals everywhere, and then she breaks her face. <laughs> trying to get through the Krakoan portal, and uh, it's like, nah, can't get in. So she has to sail around to get to Krakoa. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool, uh, it, though. Yeah, and so her job now is to go to different ports, like Russia, for instance, who won't let people. They have a, they have guards around the, the Krakoan port. portal so that mm. their mutants can't leave. Yeah, they're not mm. recognizing so, Krakoa as a nation state. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, or their mm. mutants as people. Yeah. So, so she's I'm going there to actually... To free. To free them. Free them. Yeah. If not, if not, free up the gate, smuggle them to Krakoa yeah. on her boat. Yeah. But then also, like, there's also a um, an underlying 
they will also be smugglers for the black market for the Hellfire Club to get those miracle drugs right. to these countries to these too. Countries. So it's like a it literally is piracy. Like it's it's a black market selling drugs that help humans, but then also freeing mutants that aren't being allowed to go to Krakoa. Interesting. Were, real good. Interesting. Very good. So we have another email. Oh. Spoiler alert. It's all about me, says the home dad abroad. Having just taken in your collective response to my previous email, I was left speechlessly agape. That was so spectacular an acknowledgement and engagement with the subtly embedded queries baked into my askance vision into a possible future of spoiler alert that I am willing to go with it. Sure, it was a Cassandra-like warning of things to come. That works. Regardless, your post-email banter was the best possible and most caricatureful acceptance <laughs> of so critical a berating of a lack of character that I could have asked for. Give yourselves a pat on the back for that one. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Seriously. Pat away. It's done. All right, enough of that. I it's getting already, creepy now. I already stopped. Take Detroit <laughs> as an insult or compliment. It is open to interpretation. After all, JLA Detroit was only maligned popularly. Popularly? After the fact. Of course, sales of the books were gradually and consistently slipping away during the run, but the entire universe was careening toward the crisis, so that didn't matter. Most of the books would be rebooting anyway. JLA Detroit had the audacity to bring together third-string heroes into a dying city that arguably needed them most and dared to still be the JLA. Even more so than any other version of the team, they were greater than the sum of their parts. Furthermore, if not for that bold embracing of the age-old pre-comic comic, comic book shop, Playground debates, if Silver Age is Superman so strong, why can't he be on a team? We never would have gotten the Justice League International Giffen Demetrius Maguire team of four-string heroes that came together in a brilliant, lighthearted, and sympathetically vulnerable way that made Detroit look even lamer in retrospect. I guess what I'm saying is, you guys are great, and I look forward to how much more awesome your replacements will end up being. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was waiting for it to get there. You made such a case for for the best stuff that happens after your stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that makes JD the Martian Manhunter. Not too shabby. As for the old Saul in fiction writing about killing a dog, being a dog owner myself, I agree that killing a dog is a terrible, awful thing. And that That's fills good. one with hatred for the perpetrator, be it the character or the author. And I have felt that very same way about myself every time I've done it. <laughs> ah, well done. Content warning email. <laughs> but that ignores the greater tra tragedy I was trying to point out that we humans think so little of one another that we raise up as heroes characters that engage in mass slaughter of our own kind. What is wrong with us? Hmm. And that is my question for you, the host of a comic book review podcast, The Home Dad Abroad. So uh, his question is. Uh, what's wrong with humans? What is wrong with humans? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we can solve that. We get. Yeah. Let's give it thirty seconds. Go. And um, one word or one one string of words that's a hashtag. We just released the Snyder cut. <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> you know what? That's that's as good an answer as you're gonna yeah. get. Perfect. Uh, so thank you so much, Home Dad, for emailing us with your verbose emails. They're wonderful. I was hoping to get a response. I was curious about. How he felt about I'm, our response. I'm glad we entertained email. him. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That was good. Um, excellent. 
Yeah. Oh, we're done. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I had thoughts while it was happening, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now they've they've fluttered they've away. Flitted, That's how my about. entire brain works. <laughs> well, I had thoughts while it was happening. Um, all right, let's see. That's the that's the email section done. Look at it. We're blowing right through it. Uh, Excalibur number one by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. Diamond says this. A new dawn is forged. The other world is rocked by war. It is a new era for mutant kind as a new Captain Britain holds the amulet fighting for the kingdom of Avalon with her Excalibur at her side. Rogue, Gambit, Richter, Jubilee and Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah. Although he insists throughout that he's, he's yeah, not right. Apocalypse. He's got an unpronounceable name. He is the mutant formerly known as Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richter, uh, Richter's not even yeah, there. I don't, yeah, I did I not notice Richter. Richter he's on the cover. I had to double check. Yeah. Is yeah. he on the cover? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess he's just on the team. He hasn't shown up yet. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you guys think of this? Compare it to um, last week's Marauders. Actually, was that last week already? That yeah, it's, it's been pretty much weekly. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if I missed an issue of something that came out. No. Um, um, uh, this wasn't as... This is a very specific book. Oh, yes. It's a magic book. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which historically is a corner of the of the, you know, X Men universe, uh magic users and magic. Is it? Is it? Like, is that yeah. Like, yeah. Ex- I mean Captain Britain, Excalibur, like sure. But that's it was a tangential X Men book, correct? Which I've yeah. never read. But was Neither it all that magic y or were there just like one or two magic powers? Yeah, that's characters? the way I always kind of yeah, view. Yeah. Like there was a couple of characters there that were maybe magic based or yeah. magic adjacent. Yeah. But like not as like this like is damn near magic the book. So to to make so, it to make an analogy, <laughs> if uh Dazzler's book all of a sudden if let's say Dazzler got a book, she's a musician. But that was always a side gig. Let's say she got a new book and it was just about her being a musician. Yeah. Is that what you're saying is happening now with like this version I think that of Excalibur? Did happen, right? Or was that the Black I Canary? I don't care. It was somebody, that but yes, I would. <laughs> but agree. it was Black Canary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Brian. <laughs> um, it's an so, even more forceful analogy that <laughs> yeah. way. I don't. So because I, it's clear that none of us know much about mm-hmm. the magical aspects of the X Men, including the apocalypse part. Was that a mystery? Which part? To you, the fact that he is a magic user. Yeah, was that I? I he? was not aware. Did you get that from this? It he's a states user? it in the in the like oh. uh, text, and then he seems. Oh, you to expect me to read the text? I'm just here for the pictures, dog. I, <laughs> you do read the pictures, uh, the text that's in the no, picture, no. Part, like in the word balloons. No, I do. You know, you go the I mean, Marvel you, method yeah. and just interpret. So there's my own. I stand lead the book. I just write whatever I want. Oh, so purple yeah, hair yeah. grabbed the sword from other die, yeah. and it was like really, really cool. I think she's upset. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. So he's a magic user. Yeah, I think it says it in the, the text. in the text, like right in the beginning. Apocalypse introduced himself to his fellow sorcerers. Oh shit! Uh, I think it even says something else about that. Oh, I, yeah, mm, missed it. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. so. Uh, yeah, so as I was saying, I don't uh, don't know much about the magic hmm. version of X-Men. So it's to be assumed that all of the magic that these characters use comes from Otherworld, which I've never heard of until this issue. Uh, Where does... Uh, That's does a that Captain Britain in, thing, right? Does that yeah. not include Doctor Strange? Where does no, Doctor Strange I d- get his magic from? I think it's... Yeah, the, the Otherworld stuff was a little... I'm not too familiar with that either, but I think it was just... 
the people who get their magic from Otherworld will no longer be getting it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that Which, group with the woman who was in charge of the other acolytes or whatever. Includes the historical, like, you know, MI6 Arthurian... Or from from Arthurian times to MI six Morgan Le Fay, um, Merlin like that kind of like they all get their magic from other. Is MI six involved? Those line, well, um, hmm. yeah. Well, the the last book that Captain Britain that I read was in was mm-hmm. Captain Britain and MI thirteen. MI thirteen, not MI six. Sorry, MI thirteen. Oh right, with um, yeah. Oh, some well, guy with, with glasses. I forget he's uh, <laughs> Tony know. Stark. Yes, probably Tony Stark. Uh, no, he was a he was Peter like Parker. a he was a British he was like was a, a British book. secret agent and he yeah. was into. Peter Parker doesn't need glasses Peter? after he gets the spider power. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. God, I'm such an idiot. Um, listen, like I said, Otherworld. I just make up for the last he time lost his glasses again. <laughs> the last time I read every issue, <laughs> right before the issue starts, he's lost his glasses. <laughs> the last time I read anything to do with Captain Britain or Underworld, um, even after the Captain Britain and MI13 was Remender's run on Uncanny X Men, Uncanny X Force. Yeah. Yeah, they did a they did a whole thing in Otherworld and all the, like the the yeah. alternate realities that Captain Britain and all the other Captain Britons are and all the magic that comes oh, from wow. and shit. Which yeah. is where six sixteen comes from too, right? That was the origination of Yeah, six one six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Alan Moore, I think. Oh, yeah. Captain, Britain. Captain Britain story. Oh, okay. I think you were saying from Rick Remender's... No, uh, no, 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 no. Just from Captain Did Britain's you know that the title. idea of 616 is only like seven years old? <laughs> well, listen, I, I can't gauge time. So, uh, just like I can't Time read, flutters can't out of your um, So uh, Numbers are hard. So, okay, but also, secondarily, weren't all, wasn't all of magic on Earth like destroyed somehow by the Doctor Strange villains? And then he had to go out to other worlds to use their magic? Well, he... So Can he reinstitute magic on Earth now? Yes and no. Um, God, I hate. I just. I hate magic. <laughs> I hate magic in comic books. Um, all the the empirical took out, like took all the magic. They they destroyed all the magic and the the magical artifacts, or at least most of them. Mm-hmm. He always had caches. So like half of that book was him traveling across the world to find like another hidden something to yeah. just like punch one dude. Yeah. Um. After all that happened, most of the magic was gone, but there were still like you know the seeds of it everywhere and then he traveled across the multi or uh, across the universe to grab other artifacts to build okay. like that pool of magic so it never really disappeared it was just depleted a lot okay. and this right. is from the other world anyway. yeah this is other world magic this yeah. is different Duh. different it. source wait you know i think we're bearing the lead though who what's going on with psylocke Oh, that Betsy. Yeah, Let's, that was cool. Whose body is she in? Oh, she's in her no, own she's body in a, again. She's in her, her, her so original body. body. Explain yeah, yeah. to me that whole thing. Not how she got into her original right, right. body. What was her body before? How was she Asian before? She was switched into, like, in the, her, her very, very yeah. early days, she was switched into, uh, or she and this woman switched bodies. And that was the Asian, like, ninja assassin. Yeah. She was always been Brian Braddock's sister. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, like any time I've ever seen her. So yeah, or, I like forget 80s the whole story about that. But it was like, yeah, her that body got long. switched. She oh, took yeah. over the person's body. And to me, I almost think it was like it was because they realized, hey, some artist has changed her, changed her. Uh, <laughs> Asian. So it's like, well, let's like backstory. This so makes, makes she sense. makes a, she makes a comment in here about how she has to like. Make conversation with the person's body. Stop she dodging took. the person whose body she didn't. She I don't she think it was on borrowed. purpose. She just feels guilty about well, it. Well, they they show her, they show her look at see her. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. They, there's there's a uh, panel because they don't she meets say Jubilee. anything. 
when she meets Jubilee, there's a panel right before she they they kind of like eye each other. Oh. And then Jubilee kind of like steps in between them. Was this person reborn on Krakoa, or uh, have I, they always I, been I, around? I, I believe so. Yeah. Is what page? They oh, have. They were around for a while. Page seventeen. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I yeah. didn't. I had no idea what that interaction was supposed yeah. to be. I did not realize that that was Psylocke's her Asian body exactly. that she was inhabiting because also fallen angels is another new Marvel uh, mutant book that's coming. It's going to have her. Uh, and she's on the cover. Psylocke, Asian Psylocke. Interesting. Right. Whose, so whose name I don't even know. Well, I, I wonder if she was. is going to be Psylocke. I kind of think well, that over th- the years they sort of wanted to forget that Psylocke wasn't just an Asian oh, character. they certainly did. You yes. know? And because they never made mention of it. Totally the whole sister of Captain Britain thing. Mm-hmm. So Betsy goes out of her way to, like, don't call me Psylocke. Just and Betsy. then is Captain Britain at the end and Betsy. And I bet that this so woman that is going to be Psylocke. So yeah, yeah. Does no one know where, how she got her body back? Through a freak series of events, Betsy's consciousness was forcibly put into the body of Quanon. Quanon? Quanon? Quanon is what I always say. K W A N N. Quanon? Yeah. I hope not. A Japanese mutant ninja, and Quanon's was transferred into Betsy's. Quanon inhibiting Betsy's body would soon contract the legacy virus oh. um, and die not long after. Oh my! Mm. So I but wonder if she fine. was reborn so, on Krakoa. So they got body yeah. swapped, but yeah. Betsy died. Yeah, Bo- Betsy body died like a long time ago with right. Quanon yeah, yeah. in it. So how did Betsy get her body back prior to Krakoa? There was a mini series that, that I didn't did read. Happen. I just yeah, it it happened, and sure, like her psychic knife form changed into like the broadsword as opposed to the psi mm-hmm. i wonder if the other psylocke will have those powers like some you know, i don't know especially or something. now that she's going to be captain she's going to be captain um, yeah, so yeah. i liked the art oh me too oh, marcus toe yeah marcus yeah. toe is He's really great. sweet it's great um i have no idea what's going on with braddock so uh, i i enjoy overall i enjoyed reading this it was filled with so many things that I don't know yet, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a little bit of a hurdle, like like the conversation we just had, mm. having to either look up things or ask questions, because mm. you enjoyed it, but it still is uh, just a one little barrier over whether I'm going to keep reading it mm-hmm. if I want, uh, for lack of a better word, the challenge mm-hmm. of having to kind of like look things up and get mm-hmm. on page, which, I mean, could actually be fun. And I might and read I'm, the next one also. I'm sure it only would happen in the first issue or two. Yeah, just like yeah, Once you get your bearings, up. you're like, all right, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. Uh, when you go down those rabbit holes on Wikipedia and stuff, there's always a point where it's just like, all right, forget it. Yeah. I'm just going to read it now. It's also fun to do. I know, I, like, I agree. What? Who is that <clears throat> woman that Brian is married to? With a, I did that with a, another Megan book. Megan is her name. <laughs> <laughs> you're married? Oh, no. Different Brian. That's Brian Braddock. Why did her hair change? I thought you were married. Uh, no, Let's talk about it. Oh, I guess because yeah. that uh-huh. voice sounds married. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when I get married, am I'm I gonna like Mr. become a baritone now? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, you will. What happened to me? What was it like before? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, there you go. Exactly. Wait, subsonic. what will happen to me? <laughs> it was hypersonic. <laughs> it was like a dog whistle. Like, yeah, yeah. You couldn't yeah, 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 yeah. hear him. Um, you know what? You're right. The art is great on this book. But, but <laughs> I can always do, hear it. I, well, I have a, a pick to, uh, nit a to nit pick, pick. with this book, and it's with I think more Marvel books, um, and that's the lettering. And it, and it was a little bit of a problem with the whole Power of X and House of X, but I looked past it and I just like tried to 
deal with it. And I don't mind it so much here, but I don't like this whole lowercase lettering. I hate it. I like old school mm. lettering. Oh. And you know what else Dude. I miss? Mm. I miss bold letters telling me, em- emphasizing exactly how the person is supposed to be. Mm. In, this you is know, this is ultimate comic style. That for years, yes, Marvel only had the Ultimates, or yep. the Ultimate Comics yeah. have this lowercase lettering. Normal 616 would be the uppercase. Right. When all that stuff was happening where, like, worlds were colliding and shit, you would identify the Ultimate Comics universe characters with the lowercase, and in mm-hmm. the same panel, the 616 mm. character would have the, the uppercase. uppercase text. And then, for some reason, you're right, during House of X... It all became lowercase. And I do remember thinking, like, are these all, like, the normal characters? Or is this <laughs> another version of them? Because the text changed. Wow. I, as a graphic designer of nigh on 20 years, <laughs> I unless the lettering is egregiously bad mm-hmm. uh, and the word bubble placement is bad, I, I, I get it's like a soundtrack to a movie. I just <laughs> don't notice it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Looking at this and then putting it side by side with Tales from oh, the yeah. Dark Multiverse, the Death of Superman. Just take a um, yeah. a Marvel comic, and you'll see, this is how historically it usually is. And this is it's Marvel, Marvel Zombies, Zombies Resurrection. Zombies Resurrection. It's all uppercase. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. and ah. and probably with bold letters. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that bold tells you, like, gives you the inflection of how the person hmm. is talking. So, well, what they're doing here, Len, instead of the bold, I've noticed they do italics. Yeah. Italicize, but but they Very much want, but <laughs> it's more subtle, so 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 it's easier to miss. They don't italicize that much mm-hmm. in there, from what I noticed, and. Because you missed that inflection, to me, That's the whole joke. Mm-hmm. While it's not that much different, though. Like it's yeah, yeah right. It's I didn't know about any italics until just like now. But when oh, yeah, I always noticed the italics. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But because because it's not bolded or anything like that, like while you get the idea of the whole joke about apocalypse only wants to be called, <laughs> you know, the, the more or less the artist formerly known as apocalypse because we don't know what it is. A was the, what I said in my the, head. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, joke, something like that. Right. <laughs> but the joke doesn't really get over because you don't have the inflection of how people mm. are saying it or how he's responding to them. Like you could have him almost like you feel like eventually when he's saying like, "Please just call me what, what's it, whatever." Oh. At one time, <laughs> one of those hurrs is going to be like a sigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't yeah. feel it because it's all the same lowercase. Also, mm. I want him to say to someone. That tries it like close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can well, I actually like that when Rogue, who's the only one who says it like mm. with no problem, just says like, "Hey," <laughs> he just like he just immediately responds. Like, yeah. He doesn't even question it. He's like, "Ah, oh, you all talk to me," <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, so that's my one. Nice call. I didn't even whoop, didn't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I got another nitpick. But I also got to say, doesn't bother me. Hmm. I was I read this totally fine. I didn't feel put out by the lettering at all. It felt totally normal and natural for me. So, um, I re- it read fine. I just yeah. noticed it. Okay. So like like okay, are they and it's only the X books. Hmm. Um, also, um, Gambit's coat is stupid. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely up, like costume. What's right? up with these toggles, man? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Fashion dog. No answer. Why? Uh, the artist wanted. If to somebody can email me in and in let it, let me well, know why I mean, his coat's got toggles now. Okay, well, yeah. well, all right. Toggle coat. Let's put it this way: 
it does give pockets. the coat. Oh, it's a coat. He's got pockets. It's Wait, a coat. But they're, 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 they're where do you think he keeps his playing cards? They're yeah. breast pockets on the side. You can have pocket. You can have side pockets, pockets like they that. They are. They're flapped breast pockets on the side. That makes no sense. They're on the side, man. Yeah, I they're, you've never they're seen side pockets. Flap pockets on yeah. the side of a trench coat? Not with like full flaps that cover like the top of it. Like you have to literally get into it. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, well, are they just? I mean, doesn't want his play I think I've, I think I've had. Co- like yeah, he doesn't want his play Then put the pockets in the front or whatever. You know I don't know. That doesn't. I don't like this fictional character's fake drawn coat. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's fair. And the collar, it just it's stays up. Breaker. What's going on? See, well, it's part there's leather. no lapels. It's part leather on the outside, right? I would assume. It's a different material of some yeah. kind. Yeah. I don't know that it's a very gambity Thank you for joining Coat Talk. <laughs> What's Betsy wearing in this issue? I, I like her design as Captain. I do Marvel, actually, yeah. Or cool. sorry, Captain I like Britain. her whole character. It's like a fun viewpoint character to follow through. But yeah, her Captain Britain is I, uh, pretty cool too. Uh, Captain between, Britain design is fly, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like awesome. It. Yeah. Alan Davis. Between um between this book with with Betsy and uh, Kate in Marauders, mm. like these could be really two fun books, and I'm really hoping that mm. eventually all of these little minis or ongoings, whatever they are, just like start to like cross onto each other because yeah. I want to see Captain Britain team yeah. up with the pirate ship. After and, a little okay. bit. Well, I mean, like, after six or seven issues, let's give it some time. Yeah. Well, it, part of my issues with the X-Men, mm. no pun intended, is <laughs> all of the different X-Books and how yeah, you have, yeah. they're so intertwined sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to read five. Yeah. I just want to pick a couple of these. Let me just pick a couple. Well, well maybe one will have, show up. Isn't it yeah. like a whole reading order in here as yeah. well? Yeah. For this stuff, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, also, while we're going through you're stuff good. like the back matter, what do you guys think of this version of the Hickman? Not track? as good. Not this as is good. Not, He's striving, well. yeah. and it's like Teeny it doesn't Howard have Chief. the sort yeah. of intense power that Hickman has. Um, Marauders was it was better just because the tone of that book was cutesy. So yeah. like the the interstitial material was cutesy, like um, uh, Wolverine's grocery list. Yeah. And you know a couple of like informative things about the gates all yeah. over the country or all over the world. This was, it just like there was a, a chant for invocation of gods. There was a the thing about the as above so below was interesting, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in the same style as the other interst- in a, other interstitials. books interstitials. Yeah. So it just felt like all right. Yeah, it was yeah. also it kind of tries for like a hard hittingness, uh, like a like a crisp sort of information kind of thing that Hickman does and it just doesn't have the kind of oomph. And the other it, thing is you know? we sat here for how long trying mm. to figure out the backstory of what was happening yeah. when there are literal pages of text that are supposed to be giving us information. That are pretty why impenetrable themselves. An, yeah, why yeah. not just give us yeah. a, a, one of these info dump pages of yeah. like I would love one of these for Betsy Braddock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where'd your body come from, lady? Yeah. <laughs> are well, you hitting on Betsy Braddock? Uh, are, I mean, do you, but do you like the idea of the all that back matter? Because while I put up with it with House of X and Power of X, I would just as soon as like, all right, those are done. Let's. Yeah, that's I, I would was, just as soon as well. I, yeah, no, if I would even sooner. You would sooner. I, hang on, yeah. if they're useful, I love them yeah. because it's almost, it's it like it is a baked in way that the writer can create a beat break because like hmm. with with modern comics only being twenty pages, it's very difficult to jam in everything you want to do in a beginning, middle, and end. Having those interstitials could be a gift if they're used properly. They could be just as entertaining. I don't know if this was I entirely thought, successful. I found myself even more confused having read it 
Yeah. The interstitial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but you say it's a beat break, and I got a funny feeling that when you when this when all is said and done and all this stuff is collecting in the trades, those beat breaks are going to be either not in the trade or in the back. No. You think they're still? I think they're going to be exactly. Yes. They would never. Like Balder Dash. How Hawksbach is is collected is probably going to be like how it all gets collected, yeah. and that I I cannot see Hickman being like no 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 go ahead and throw it all in the back. Yeah, no. Like it okay, was all maybe, exactly maybe, how maybe, it was. Maybe for that because but. That it was definitely more like it felt more in tune with what mm. was going on. It was helping you, but this Excalibur, nah, it's not going to be there. I, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We we'll see. Let's see. revisit this. Christopher, yeah. good night. Take a note of this. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- re- remind us to check when the trade comes. Out. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's move on to SF SX. Number two, safe sex. I'm safe assuming six. it's pronounced. Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tina Horn is the writer, and Michael Dowling is the artist. On the run, Avery seeks help from an unexpected source. The entire Dirty Mind team gets horrifying news about a fallen friend that galvanizes them into action against the party. Um, I'm really giving these my all. I hope you're it was feeling good. it. No, I liked it. it. Yeah. Uh, this is still great. I still like it. Uh, the first issue was very interesting, and it had a very Handmaid's Tale. I remember when I did my Thunder Round, I called it Bridemaid's Tale. Did you? <laughs> yeah, the Handmaid's <laughs> Tale kind of vibe where uber conservatives have taken over everything. Yeah. And uh, sex, you have to like have your sexy times monitored by your Fitbit, and then that's registered with the government. You have to fill out paperwork and blah, blah, blah. And you can only do certain positions and what have you. And so we are following a bunch of sex workers who uh, have had their sex club taken down, and now they are sort of revolutionaries. And uh, our main character, whose name is... Avery. Well, well, I mean, Avery or Simona Salacious. Salacious. Thank you. Um, Yes. So uh, our main character last issue had sort of just sort of, I don't want to quote unquote, given up and was trying to go along, toe the party line and Hmm. be safe and have her vanilla sex, while all of the other friends within that club were keeping on, keeping on, and trying to fight fight the system um and now that her husband has been detained and she doesn't know really his fate uh she has gone to that party to seek help and they're all like you abandon us Hmm. you you forget it get out of here so um but then at the end we find that their their figurehead the the leader Mm -hmm. of the whole club whose name was jones jones thank you you guys are great (laughs) um she it has been turned to the dark side, and yeah. she has been brainwashed a la those um, uh, gay conversion therapy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, they're doing really interesting stuff with this, and I really enjoyed it. I um, No. <laughs> I think that uh, Simona you, uh, is her... Her... Uh, this is great. This, this is just great. But but um, I think that the way that you just described it, too, is all very accurate. But her kind of point in the story is much more gray. You've got these two factions that live on the other side of her. Like, she loves her husband. Mm-hmm. And she enjoyed being married. Mm-hmm. But then also, she loved the sex work and yeah. loved being a part of the dirty mind. Yeah. And the fact that she can't be, you know, vanilla enough for the system and then also can't be salacious enough mm. for the dirty mind because both of those things exist in her yeah. um, is a much more compelling um, 
conflict than just let us be depraved or let us be pure. Do you know what I mean? So like the 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 point of view of the story is so complex and and really nice, really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Although she did want like their plan even while while pretending to be vanilla uh, from the first issue I think was to leave still so that they could be crazy and married but, at the same time. But you together. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and okay, then right. when um she has a realization with herself during this book like I love my like I love my husband. I yeah, love being yeah. married and I need to save him or I need to yeah. find him. Whereas if it was as simple as like well you could be free now. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm back with you guys. I thought her husband had been from the dirty mind. He was. From, it, something in this issue made it sound like they only met after the dirty mind was closed or closed and repurposed, I believe, well, into they, the They escaped together. Yeah, that's what I had thought from the first issue. There yeah. was something that she said that made me think that they um, maybe. The, well, no, he wasn't. It. He didn't work there. He was just with her while she right. was there. Okay. Uh, huh. And then was there the night. Like yeah, she yeah. was a member of the Dirty Mind. He was just kind of like a visitor, yeah, a yeah, frequent guest. They, they, their relationship doesn't really truly begin. Until oh, okay, after they, they escaped, escaped and then started. Right. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, I found that I liked it. Um, I didn't like it quite as much as I liked the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was maybe just like maybe I just wanted a little more to go down in the in the issue. Yeah, <laughs> go um, down. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm flipping through it, and uh, it occurs to me, it was like a big dramatic entrance at the end where uh, she's gone to one of her biggest fans, Nick, yeah. and they're watching the news, and we're, they're seeing that Jones has been converted, and, uh, oh, his alarm goes off, but that's impossible. Why is my alarm going off? Yeah. And uh, a, a stool comes crashing through the window, and two of her friends uh, are stepping through. Well, what are you waiting for? Get your goddamn leathers on. Yeah, let's go get him. Why the fuck did you just knock on the door? Right, I thought Why that was you bash through an his... odd way to <laughs> introduce yourself. When I first read it, but I'm like, this is so right. aggressive. Why do you right. like rap a tap tap? Right. What's up? You want to go revolution? Somebody that they presumably also know because yeah. he was a regular at yeah. the Dirty Mind, yeah. <laughs> like doing property damage. Right <laughs> to this guy that wants to help. Yeah. <laughs> also, how do they do that? If this is like this large, overwhelming, like oppressive force couldn't possibly break into his yeah. compound. But them and their stool, man, which I assume they brought from home. It's the dirty mind. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it's, his, it's a stool on his porch right? from the patio that they broke in from. Daddy, <laughs> where's my stool? <laughs> Is that the one you threw through the window? <laughs> um, I'm looking through, and Jones, uh, the way they've drawn Jones kind of reminds me of oh, uh, Fudge from J- just, uh, Jessica Jones. Um, the show or the comic? show? I've not seen the show. Oh, it's real good. I know. Well, yeah. the first season's real good. Oh, uh, okay. but, but, but who are you uh, about? Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, oh, she's in Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sweet. She plays right. Hogarth. Hogarth. Yeah, I wouldn't. I can do this all day, son. Name. Yeah, Hogarth. <laughs> yeah. So you don't um, look like no Hogarth. I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, did anyone here not like it? We all liked it. Was, it was no, a it. really good book. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, my only complaint was that the thing that happens at the end, I think I would have preferred to just. Like happen a little earlier in this issue and get a little bit more. Yeah, but um, I don't nice. trust. I don't really trust good. the fan, Nick. Nick, he Nick. just seems Fucking so Nick. weird. Yeah. Uh, and then her her inner monologue kind of kind of also gets with that like that he wanted too much or he asked for too much or is always expecting yeah, something and then all of a yeah. sudden he's just like I'm in let's do it yeah, yeah. like there's gonna, gonna be, be something. I think he wanted like what he wanted was an emotional connection. That was my, but they don't come out and say it, and it might no. come out later that you know, like yep. that every client wants 
and he thinks if he acts nice, he'll get it. But that, that's just like the way that it's framed. It could be anything yeah. from dating to right. can I punch you in the face? Hmm. Like it, like it's True. it's yeah, still yeah. just something that's yeah, across I, the I board. Yeah, yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read the book, but looking through it, JD, I'm curious on your impressions in regards to the art. Oh, I like the art very much. Um, it is very. It gets the work done without being overly flashy. I think the storytelling is all it's very easy to follow the camera and where the characters are and where they're going and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. You know, I'm not blown away by it, but it, it's very capable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it fits a dystopian feel too, mm -hmm. like the simplicity and the like washed out colors and everything. But and the uh, faces are consistent. Huh. Yeah, that's what I appreciate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it feels a little bit, speaking of Jessica Jones, it feels a little bit like the artist of that, uh, Michael Gatos. Gatos. Hmm. Yeah, a little, little photo. Photo, photo referenced without being too like uh, tight. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Michael Gatos and Cliff Chang had a baby. Yeah. A little and bit it, of Michael it Lark as well. Michael Lark. Yeah, <laughs> Michael that's why I see, I see Lark. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time for Thunder Rounds. Thunder, Thunder Rounds. Rounds. Thunder Rounds. <laughs> no, everyone can do it. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I only do it when Brian's not here. When Brian's here, I shut up. Brian. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rounds are when we do a 60-second review. Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Noel's going to start us off with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I'm sorry, I did not. I, I did that wrong. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles Number 99 by Kevin Eastman, Bobby Cornow, Tom Waltz are the writers, and Dave Wachter is the artist. You've you got 60 seconds on the clock. Go. Um, so on a whim, three or four issues ago, I heard that this book was picking up steam. I've never read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before, nor the 96 issues that happened before it that I picked up. Uh, but I wanted to give it a shot. Um, this is so weird and fun. Uh... The art is fantastic. The story is incredibly complicated and complex. Um, not unlike taking your Saturday morning cartoons and then like throwing it through a narrative filter of like Game of Thrones. Oh, so like the city itself is is factioned off into into gangs. Splinter uh, runs one. The Casey Jones runs another. The mutants themselves live in another place. Um, all this is going down in the middle of the city. A mutagen bomb has been exploded so now there's all these new mutants against their will the turtles are trying to stop karai uh, shredder's daughter from taking over the foot who she took from shredder who had previously gotten it blah, blah, blah. end of round ah snap son <laughs> it's it's so wildly complex and i just kind of dig it oh yeah i can't as you were telling me about it i couldn't tell if i wanted to read it or not i think that's always been the case with the comic that it's a little darker and like Raphael turns oh. bad in the comic i believe is he like part cyborg at some point he's got like a oh. fake eye or something i this I this know. version of the ongoing is only 100 issues long mm -hmm. and it's separate from what had happened 30 years oh, ago. oh you know right. what? i think i'm thinking of uh there was another tmnt series that had i think eric larson had something to do with it urban legends oh. maybe that was the one because like the, the Raphael with the Cyborg parts. I'm, I'm looks very yeah, Eric Larson in my head. Okay. The first issue of this I read was Shredder defending. He took over the foot, or I'm sorry, um, Splinter taking over the foot and mm. defending mm. Uh, oncomers. And he just he marked a couple dudes. I'm yeah. like, oh, Splinter is an actual, <laughs> an actual combatant. Yeah. So yeah. this isn't from the this isn't continuing from the original black and white series. No, a hundred no. issues ago they restarted it. 
and this is the dark story they've been telling. Dope. It's very good. Cool. Yeah. Um, Len is going to give us Chrononauts Future Shock, number <laughs> one, written by Mark Miller with art by Eric Canetti. Thunder Rock. And you got 60. Oh, it's, hold on. The boys are back. Is what it says. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Go. The year is 2008, and we are in the middle of a completely obliterated Paris, France. The Eiffel Tower is gone. How did this happen? The story behind the story is what is in front of you. Mark Millard drops you into the world of Corbin and Danny, these two chrononauts slash engineers who are on a fast-paced wild adventure back in time forward in time well what no that's right <laughs> um you messed me up i'm sorry thunder round interruption <laughs> 15 seconds go 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 it's the clock doesn't stop and crazy it's funny it's um it, it the art is great the lettering is perfect ah. um the colors pop it feels like this is a mark millar script that he wants to do for netflix end of end round of end of round i'm so sorry Len. i'm so sorry I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean it. it Maybe we could vouchsafe him a few seconds. <laughs> all I said was, well, because there's no into the future. Because that's the whole thing is that they're trying to do the future. Right, right. right. But they, yeah, they can't nail time traveling into the future. They can only travel back in time. But the, they but, can. Sorry. Because the future versions of themselves showed yeah, up to yeah, tell exactly. you that they can now. And uh, here's why. And, and they kind of do go to the future because they I'm go back to the myself. past and they make it back to where, the, well, to, to the future yeah, of so, that, which is their present day. There we go. It's like a yo-yo thing. They can only go back to present day. Right. To, yeah. Hmm. Um, the first series of this was fun. They were bro but it was fun. Yeah. Is this yeah. a... Uh, like a retelling or a different adventure with it's the part same. two. So what I was saying okay. is, it's like part two is a sequel of it, okay. and the, and I didn't read the first part. The broiness of them definitely came, you know, comes through, which took me. It, it hit me for a second because they're introduced as doctors, huh. but then you definitely see their broiness <laughs> with their first dialogues. So I'm <laughs> like, oh, they're doctors. Okay, well that's against type. All right, I'm with that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ride with it. Um, and the one guy, one guy is like, you know, he's 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 a family guy. He's got his wife and his daughter. Um, the other guy, he's definitely like like the whole knucklehead. Um, but they're still engineers. They still know what they're doing, you know. So I was with it. I I, I liked it. It was dumb fun. I love the artwork. Um, Mark Miller, he to me is like, he's like, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Greg, Grant Morrison, yeah. a lot of ideas, uh, mm. but so, doesn't always sometimes stick the landing. Yeah. Um, and Mark Millar definitely can go go left with some of his crazy <laughs> stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, when he, every once in a while, he does something and he's paired with a good artist. It, it's it, it's sweet mm. to me, and I, I'm, I'm I dug it. You Sweet's. should you should pick up the first trade because it's it's Sean Murphy art. Yeah. Oh wow! Yo. It's it's Mark Miller and Sean Murphy, but Sean Murphy obviously didn't return for this because he's working on Batman White Knight and right. the sequel. Um, Eric Kennedy does a great job, yeah. But Sean Murphy is just you can't really compare the two. Well, that's interesting because you say that, and I can see where he like probably is designs. influenced by Murphy in some of the in the character designs and everything in here. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's more of sticking to the model type, not influence, right. because they're both contemporary. You know, they're both um, 
what would you call them? Um, contemporaries. Contemporaries. Yeah. Is yeah. What I'm yeah. For? Um, I feel like Eric Kennedy's been professional a lot longer than Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. But yeah. um, when when I saw when I was my initial reaction was ah no Sean Murphy. But then I was like oh Eric Kennedy dope. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, it made sense mm-hmm. for him to, to be him. the the new artist. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I like his uh, commission work more than I like his sequentials. It's it's very good, uh, but there's a little bit of extra oomph and, sp- and pizzazz to his. Um, he, he uses like Copic markers and stuff for his mm-hmm. commissions, and they're just gorgeous. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer Black number five by Donnie Cates oh. and Trad Moore. Is this no? This is Noel again, right? Yeah. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. I'm still here. Uh, 60 seconds oh, on the clock. Whoa, no. it's me. <laughs> Silver Surfer Black number five. Uh, um, this book is weird as hell. It's been weird as hell for five issues now. Um, bottom line, the Silver Surfer was thrown back through a black hole trillions and trillions of years of the past. In the past, he meets Null, this uh, big bad that's been... Uh, attacking the current level of Marvel Universe. And he tries to fight him, and fighting him makes him lose most of his power cosmic. Uh, With the very last bit of his power cosmic, he creates a new sun, and in turn, seeds all the worlds that he and um, Galactus had destroyed. So this is like the beginning, this is the end slash beginning of the history of the Silver Surfer, and it, it... kind of creates a new status quo for him and it's really fun and weird really weird but i'm so glad that i read this series end of round end of, end of round, round. Yeah. wasn't gonna the start a new thought going i wasn't gonna start a new thought <laughs> even <laughs> though silence, i like i saw the silence. clock and it was like that's nah, not a four second thought just gonna stop <laughs> just gonna hold it just gonna hold it brian's gonna bring us red goblin red death written by patrick gleason and various art by pete woods dead is the new red 60 seconds on the clock go uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I have like no background in what is happening with Absolute Carnage, really, except talking about it here uh, with you guys. Um, I think the Red Goblin character design is is really awesome. Um, it, it since when does Norman Osborn care about killing innocents? <laughs> is a question that I was raised, you know, uh, or that raised within me while I was reading it, because he's like, no, no, Carnage, we need to, we can't just kill innocents. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, this seems to be pretty much uh, his kind of bag, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, ever since he had that goblin, goblin formula yeah. make him crazy a long, long time ago. Uh, there were three stories. Um, you know, they were all they were all pretty fun. They were cool. Uh, Jameson, I believe, knows who Spider-Man is now. And so Norman is going to try to find out from him. So that's not probably not going to go well <laughs> for Jameson. <laughs> but uh, and the thing running into the old college, the old college. uh a friend or whatever. End of round. Now, even as a big Spider-Man fan, I flipped to this and I went, nah, I don't think I'm going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank I, you for doing that work for me. No problem. Should I have read it? Nah, you're all right. All I right. mean, Thanks. it was it was fine. Like, it was cool. You'd read maybe the first story, like I said, the Goblin. Mm-hmm. The Goblin, like, look of it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that stemmed from the Dan Slot. It was like the, mm-hmm. yeah. the ultimate... The, the final uh, story of his run. Okay, right. Yeah, the finale. Yeah. Um, what happened there is which I was ultimate like, is actually No, it's not penultimate, so it must be ultimate. Now I'm still using the it, it is still accurate, though. <laughs> ultimate does mean last. Yeah, penultimate yeah. means next to last. It's just not really how we use it now. Penultimate means the next to last, the next to next to last. That blew my mind when I found out that 
<laughs> Anti-penultimate. Yeah. Is that what? a real? Is that a previously existing word? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about that word. Anti-penultimate. Anti-penultimate. Like A N T E. So it's the penultimate is the one. Yeah. 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 Anti-penult. Anti-penultimate. Anti-penultimate. And then there's pre-anti-penultimate, which is all the stuff that's before the last three. So the the post-anti-penultimate is the same as the penultimate. Yes. Because it's after the anti. Yeah. Yeah, so you could say post anti just need another way to say it. Yeah. Which, why wouldn't you? Language but, is fun. Yeah. yeah. It is fun. Uh, I just wanted to take his... <laughs> <laughs> dorks. Uh, I would like to take a second to thank the patrons. Uh, thank you so much. There, I did it. Done. One second. Now, uh, Tammy and Keegan, two new patrons for this month. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. Anyone else who wants to help the show out can go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. And listen, if you can't help us out with your wallet... Help us out with your keyboard. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And tell your friends about us. That would help us a great deal. Or a little deal. A deal. Or almost no deal. I mean, all the deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ultimate deal. Yeah. The penultimate <laughs> yes. deal. So let's move on to Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Death of Superman Number 1, written by Jeff Loveness, art by Brad Walker. The Dark Multiverse takes on the highest-selling comic book event of all time. The death of Superman. Is it? In a broken world, much like our own, Lois Lane, twisted by rage and grief, becomes the eradicator and takes revenge on those who let Superman die and the corrupt world he could never defeat. Now, with the power of a god, she's going to end the battle by any means necessary, and the reign of the Superman will be over before it begins. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked last Nightfall cuz as these were coming, you we were I think we're all of the same mind here with the Joker who the Batman who laughs. Yeah. And and the dark multiverse stuff like, oh, can yeah. we just skip ahead? Yeah. But uh the last these two have been great. These have been awesome. The, yeah. Cuz these are not like the new story of some dark dark multiverse that somebody came up with and here's what you know, this is like a Hey, let's take this previously existing story and do a different twist on it. Yeah. So it's coming from a very different spot. Creatively. And it seems like it's bringing us a, another dark Justice League. I'm assuming all of these characters are going to come together at one point or another. I hope so. So we're going to mm. have the the nanotech Batman mm-hmm. from did he have, what was his name? Batman. Batman. His name was still no, just Nets. Bruce Wayne. They didn't Batman. give him a new. No, I don't let's think so. Call him Nanobat. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, He's cool. And uh, <laughs> Lois. Man. Uh, Eradicator. Eradicator. <laughs> yes, Lois Lois Man. Eradicator. <laughs> Lane. Very French. L with yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eradicator. But actually, now that you now that you mention it, I think like, isn't the next one a Green Lantern one, Black and then the one after that is is a Judas Contract one? So it's like a Teen Titans one. Yeah, Actually, yeah, maybe they are building like another dark. Yeah. Which, Which is I'm, cool. I'm always down That's for fine. evil Justice League or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these yeah. are all, like, no more different characters with their own stories. That are. It's not just, like, Batman as Owl this Man. guy, you know. And as far as this is concerned, this story, very gratifying to read. Um, I found within myself reading this emotions where I was like, yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I, I thought I it was legitimately sad. Yeah, was, the, well, yeah. yeah, that and yeah. her reaction seemed on point and... Her descent uh, mm-hmm. into the darkness made sense to me, and all of her decisions. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I would be doing most of this stuff if I had these abilities, because I shouldn't have these abilities." <laughs> um, but what did you, you guys think? Anyone? Um, I was bored. I, oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I 
I did not like this. You know t- who I bet would love it? <laughs> Randy. Randy, the super triple. Yeah, he 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 loved this. He got all the pages up on his wall. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't dig it. I the, the art didn't really grab me. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad art, but. Yeah. Like the whole story of Lois, I mean, I get it, I and I can get where you say that you know it's part of it's kind of satisfying because it is what you would want to do. It's kind of like the thing you want to see. <laughs> well, Brian, what just happened was Len was directing that at Brian, and Brian was like, "No, him." It was you're it was you're the, the one that one. wouldn't be responsible yeah. enough, Brian, to to have yeah. superpowers. Like, what are you guys talking? So about? we should give them JD's all to the JD, who would literally murder people in, in entry, yeah, in Earth's entry. Exactly. <laughs> I can I can see where you you would say that, and JD, JD, yeah. I'll take credit. One of you with a beard. Am I am I just white and bearded to you? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yes, I yeah, know it's fair. Um, but but to me, I've read the story before. Yeah, yeah. I've read that story where that person, like you know, just Ooh. goes there and and does what we've all been thinking. Um, so it's like, I mean. If anything, the the one gratifying scene I'll give you was when she just shuts Luthor up mm. and flies him into the sun. Awesome. But even then, that's not as satisfying to me because this is you know red beard Luthor mm-hmm. with all the, the with the with the. That's main. Luthor though. That's his brain. But I want to see bald yeah. Luthor I'm get choked. I'm out sure he's bald there at the, the end. Sun. <laughs> yeah. it, it did that. when he's just a skeleton he's so a to, like to to jump on your sentiment i i had talked about this earlier this week at the the video thunder round but the first half of this book i had a lot of trouble with because i felt incredibly uncomfortable about them essentially red pilling lois lane yeah that's which the- which made me feel really icky but the back half of the story where it showed the consequences of her actions and choices in a very emotionally satisfying way satisfying as in story terms like it wasn't satisfying to read yeah. but it was yeah. it was a bummer um it turned everything around for me and i was okay with it you're talking but about that first half was really hard like uh, the character of lois Lane that i know or that i think i know uh because she's not real is <laughs> would not react to this way yeah would not react this way like she would she would understand the the larger implications of sacrifices Mm-hmm. As as a journalist and as, you know, the spouse of Superman. You would understand, like, right. where you fit. And this character didn't. And hated the world for that, you know? Yeah. And I, now, didn't, I didn't appreciate that. However, the way that the story panned out, I actually came to terms with that and I was okay with it. Are you because talking it was about good. the... When Superman comes back? No. Oh, okay. Well, you mean what I appreciated? I think I started to really like it when yeah. when she killed Luther and then mm. like you know what this doesn't have to stop at Metropolis then goes to Gotham yeah. and then goes to like well I thought her her uh, interaction with Batman I was like would you hurt Batman like it, I don't know if she killed him or not uh, it's possible that she didn't but uh, that I thought was a little like I can see you getting upset about oh like Superman could have done all these things and yeah. and uh, and didn't I'm going to do them but then to hurt Bruce Wayne who she knows to be a good person I yeah. thought that when, was a um, lot when the imposters show up that's when I think it really turned for me oh yeah like when like when I realized they were going to do the full return of Superman oh yeah uh, you know Superboy and Steel and, and Eradicator 
two notes. Mm. Um, Len, when you were talking about when she <laughs> murders Lex Luthor, my favorite part of that storytelling there is that she does not make any eye contact with him. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's got her head up. She's got mm. him down by her yep. hip. Interesting. She just flies him up without even looking at him. Yeah. And also, I like the... He was Clark Kent. That was cool. That was very cool. Like, and now you're dead. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. Um, but then, uh, secondarily, when Steel and Cyborg Superman and Superboy show up, uh, she, Cyborg Superman crushes Steel, Steel. Mm-hmm. by saying, why would you you know, send a guy covered in metal to me? Does he have magnetism powers? He has tech-influencing powers. But he... Because he just kind of crumbles them like, yeah. like Magneto inside, the, inside yeah. the, the metal. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. And I wasn't sure of his powers either. So I was like, yeah. oh, I guess. He, he, he can. I've never seen him do that before. He so. can inhabit. That is his base power yeah. is the ability to inhabit technology. technology. Right. And Steel's suit is. Is that technology? I thought it was just well, a metal build. armor. No, I think no. it's pretty teched like up. Iron Man tech, is No, it? I think it's, yeah, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of maybe not as much as Iron Man, but it's, yeah, it's it's tech. Yeah, it's when, have some type of tech. When Superman yeah. does come back, the the way he looks at Lois is heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're afraid of you. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, what, what, what's, what, yeah, what are you doing? It, it, see, and even there, like, to me, the art lets that scene down. I don't think the art captures that scene as, as well as it, it could. But that's me. Hmm. I, I, I just, ultimately, I just wasn't a fan of this. It felt like the art of that story, though. You know what I True. mean? Without, and, and I yeah. I he was trying to, like, uh, what was that, Dan Jurgens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but... I don't know. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. But it then, looks like, like you know the the the, the eradicate no the, the life matrix guy basically says like you know like no you, I can't give you the powers you're gonna die we'll do it anyway I'm like yeah. okay yeah yeah I mean like I mean then she, <laughs> she becomes super and, it, and what then why do you, I give you the power so now you've got the S that is bleeding like why why is that also a thing like I don't know I just <laughs> wasn't for you wasn't for me yeah. the artist uh, looks like a little bit of Howard Porter mixed with. Um, Who's that artist? Brad um, Walker. Bogov. Bogov. Oh, Bogdanov. Bog- Bogdanovich? Yeah. yeah. That's a filmmaker. Oh, dang it. Yeah, it's not Bogdanovich. <laughs> you know also, who I'm thinking of. Bogdanov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his first name, but he was like that era of DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still don't understand the dark multiverse. I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, oh, I don't I know actually, why it's not just the multiverse. It's just the multiverse. The multiverse is infinite. It's like, just, that's here's the real shit. physics, like, comics physics. The multiverse is the multiverse. But then know? it occurred to me, I'm trying to figure out maybe. Dark multiverse, the designation isn't really for an entirely different multiverse. Maybe it is just uh, the name for the multiverse versions that uh, bring us evil justice. That are dark. Oh, maybe. I mean, they do make a point of like... It's they come from the imaginings of the people. But, you know, in an infinite amount of Earths, there would be some that would be directly related to the end pop in and out of existence. Yeah. I still don't you know. necessarily buy that. That's their who origi- someone's fear yeah. in a prime reality yeah. originates these other realities. I thought that was just like a metaphor. Yeah. It's not literal. I mean, that I it seemed as though that was what was happening in uh, Dark Knight's Metal. I read that, that too, like, and I still thought it was like this. Yeah. These are your worst nightmares, not literally yeah. your worst nightmares. I mean, it's, li- it's how bad it could be. Like, either way would be the the case. Like whatever you imagine in an infinite, there would be out there. But I would prefer it if what you say is the way that it is. And, yeah, and yeah. like when you say dark multiverse, I think that makes sense. Like it's a, a the word dark is a modifier, not necessarily a designation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the ones that we we don't like these multiverse parts. Yeah. We're gonna Let's call, call them dark. dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, Superman dies again in it. Tempest Fibonacci is here in the beginning, and he's he's sort of the watcher who like brings us. Yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid name is that? Tempest Fugonaut. Oh, it's yeah. But uh, <laughs> he goes, and I find myself turning back and asking, "Why is there dark?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm I'm asking the same question. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why have you done this? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this." Uh, Harleen number two by Stefan Sejic. Despite the strongest objections from every possible authority, including District Attorney Harvey Dent. Dr. Harleen Quinzels found herself with free access to every inmate in Arkham Asylum where she desperately pursues a revolutionary and highly controversial cure to the insanity of Gotham. But her work with the city supercriminals quickly muddies the waters of good and evil and in the deepest, darkest, padded rooms of Arkham, even the words of a mad clown start making sense. This was good. Yeah, this was um this was incredibly good. And I like the new oversized format. Uh, but I hate that I have nowhere to put them. Mm. I just look like yeah. having big art books like this yeah. is wonderful. I love it. Um, but then when I'm done with it, I can't put it in a in a in a comic box. Yeah, and that drives me bonkers. Yeah. But I, yeah, the story. I've been putting them in the the side, oh, the side? The sideways. The side, yeah, same. Yeah. same. Yeah. Um, but that, that still, I don't like it. So last issue surprised me that it was so like introspective or introspective. Mm-hmm. Look at that it's nice just, lettering. <laughs> All uppercase. This just this just kind of continued that path of, I, I think it's a it's a valid question that was never has never really been explored in modern comics. The fact that how did she go from point A to point B? It was just the the, the mystery of or the it was only ever designated that she was his doctor and went you know air quotes crazy from him, but you never were told how he pulled that off. Right. You were yeah, never right. kind of shown her thought process during path. it. Yeah. And this is fun. Like it's it's fun. It's disturbing, but it's not um, exploitative or or half-assed. Like it's it's really kind of it it tr- it does its best, whether successfully or not. It does its best to kind of show you how he gets in her head like an earworm, and over the course of months, she internalizes it and lets it kind of eat at her. Mm. His active participation is, what, four meetings over the course? Like, they literally say it. she's only met him four times mm. over the course of, like, three months. But it it gnaws at her so hard to the point where she starts, she she walks by and watches him sleep. Mm. She, like, she becomes obsessed with just the random things that he says and sticks in her head. Like, it, it, it shows her decline so much more than him trying to manipulate even though that is also occurring it's just really good it's a really nuanced good book i like it a lot um that was my only problem with it was i still don't buy that switch uh especially when i realized towards the end of the book that was like you've only met up four times are you what um and i just didn't really see how she would go from being quote unquote sane to being like yeah this dude's rad i just um I still haven't bought it, but uh, everything else about. But I mean, that's something that may not be uh, possible to convince me of, no matter how you tell the story. Right. I may never yeah, just yeah. buy that. Um, I do think it helps that she is worked to. She's burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. She is basically an alcoholic at this point, hmm. and she's not sleeping. She's plagued by nightmares because of her PTSD from being held at gunpoint by this man. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, but then I'm also the kind of person who has trouble wrapping my head around 
uh, someone being kidnapped and then by the end being like, now nah, they're great. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's clearly a thing. Right. Um, and I think we have a case of that here, um, but without actually being physically a captive, she's mentally a captive of this guy. Um, <laughs> but I, so was, yeah. I will say there is something to be said about, um, like to Noel's point, this being a story that you never heard before, you basically have been told that she was you know a doctor mm -hmm. so would which puts you in our mind that you know a cer certain level of intelligence and then she meets the joker and next thing you know she's you know she's bats crazy mm -hmm. harlequin yeah. so it's like w how do you go from there to there yeah. but you know setting it up that she's a bit of an alcoholic she's got the ptsd mm -hmm. um you know, and, and everything else that is going on in her life, her own already self-doubts that were, you know, investigated in the first issue. I didn't read this issue. You know, that kind of, like, lends credence to how the Joker could become an yeah. earworm and more or less become what Hannibal Lecter was in Silence of the Lamb. Hannibal Lecter is in the movie, it's in the movie, like, what? I think they said, like, 12 minutes? And yet he's he's all in... You know, everyone, her, yeah, he's everybody takes everybody's head. So, yeah. and if and if Hannibal Lecter can do it, the yeah. Joker can. It's a good point. Yeah, and you know mm -hmm. what I you, you mentioned, I did forget. Like the first issue, did a really really good job of setting up her nor her normal world, which was wrought with with um, uh, poking and prodding and yeah. and being discredited and essentially slut shamed for having yeah. a relationship. Like she has never had a adverse free existence mm -hmm. outside of the Joker mm -hmm. and Batman and all that shit. So like it was really just these two issues have been a, uh, a practice of just chipping her away to the point where it at least becomes feasible or understanding that yeah. she would glom herself onto this, this mysterious figure. Yeah. Well, Joker corner. <sighs> Joker Killer Smile Number One by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Everyone knows that Joker doesn't have the most promising history with psychotherapists. In fact, no one's ever been able to diagnose him, but that doesn't matter to the confident, world-beating Dr. Ben Arnell. He's going to be the one to unravel this unknowable mind. Blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of uh, the Eisner-nominated creative team, blah, blah, blah. Reunite for a psychological <laughs> horror story where nothing is out of See, this is fine. Yeah, this book. It's, um, it's comparing, you know, having these back to back. It's I weird think that they Harleen, both came out in the same week. Harleen, uh, I think, does a lot of the work that Joker Killer Smile is not doing, um, and it's engaging me in a way that Killer Smile did not engage me. Um, uh, I was just so pleasantly surprised by Stefan Shejek's uh, work in this in Harleen that I'm a little disappointed by Jeff Lemire's work in The Joker. And I, I shouldn't compare the two, but it's kind of difficult Hard not, not to. to. I mean, they are very yeah. similar. I, so I didn't read Harleen, but I did read Joker. And like as you were describing it, I'm like, these both came out <laughs> the same week. Mm -hmm. Somebody being turned um, it, by The Joker, you know, whether he intends to or not, is unclear in this one. Um, I, I don't but think he's opposed to it. Only one of these issues is starring Diego Luna. <laughs> Point. So yeah, um, I. What did, did what'd you say? So Ryan? you know what I the whole time that I was reading it, I was thinking about um, that scene in Watchmen. You know, it was like oh, Rorschach. Rorschach and the therapist in yeah. Watchmen, and I thought it's like this is a good story. This is well told. The art is cool. Like I like the way it's being presented. 
but I just am seeing it as an expanded version of that part of Watchmen. You know. Yeah. See, now you you saying like you you like the art, like the art left me kind of cold. Yeah. It's interesting. I, yeah. I, I guess, but they, it just really didn't do anything for me. And again, like like we've already said, I felt like I, I've seen this before. I've mm. seen, this is yeah. this is like almost every very special issue of Batman, <laughs> where it's just a Joker, you know, jerking around with somebody, and mm -hmm. it's just another thing. Like I didn't. Yeah. I didn't need Except this. this time it was uh, Captain Cassian Andor, and <laughs> um, I. Uh, speaking of the format again, I I understand and appreciate Harleen being uh, this this um, large prestige format because it's exercised. Mm -hmm. It's it's the art is the focus, and it's it's writer artist. This is much thinner, and I'm not sure why it's. This size, physically, mm. the, big, the bigger, Physical. the bigger mm. size. Yeah, it's right? yeah, like it's it's, it's only twenty something smaller. pages. Yeah, and I so don't know why I, this I'm not a, like I'm not sure why it's this prestige, super prestige format. Yeah, you could have put out all three in one bigger perfect bound. So, well, it's the, the, the same thing with the criminal format. No, no. Oh, then that Batman is even Last stranger. Night on Earth by Scott Snyder. Oh right, that was Black Label. Greater. Oh okay, yeah, that's weird. The Curse of the White Knight, Black Label. Yeah. Last oh, God, right. Black Label. Yeah. Huh. Um, but the the Joker ones, the uh, Joker and Harley ones, like the Criminal <laughs> Sanity, Criminal Insanity, Cri Cri Criminal Sanity. I, I forgot. Which about, I didn't, I didn't read. read that one. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wasn't. Even be bothered. It's just a it's just a butt ton of Joker books, which is, I'm getting really I sick mean, of. I get it. Of the course, there's a butt ton of. I mean, right. it's the number one grossing R-rated film of all time. Right. And they probably, you know, the synergy and just and and just like most of these, just like that movie, most of these have been under uh, uh, overrated. Yeah. Oh, and, and you've got Birds of Prey too is coming out. You know. Yeah. That Har wait, that's you know a, Harley is more in the spotlight. That's a oh, you mean the movie or the book? Birds of Prey as well. I because mean, yeah, the movie. The, yeah, yeah. There's a black label book coming oh. out. By Brian Azzarello of yeah. Birds of Prey. I'll with tell you what, Brian Azzarello's doing Birds of Prey. It's only yeah. it's it's just going to be like a ninety six page like one shot. It's not going to be good. <laughs> but, <laughs> Wonder Woman was good. <laughs> All right, it was good. Well, we got a split, so we're not going to get to the back issue book report. We'll save. Len can do that next time. Okay. Uh, thank All you so right. much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert, brought to you by the Cult Pop Podcast Network. Please email us at cultpopgo at gmail .com or leave a voicemail. You can go to coltpopgo.com and click on the bright red banner. Please rate and review the show. Blah, blah, blah. You know where we are. We'll talk at you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.